You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Welcome in. The Milwaukee Bucks get torched by the Miami Heat in Game 3, 121 to 99. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer here with you. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. Nathan Marzian, our guy, Bucks super fan. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. If uh, you are catching us on the live stream right now at Sparky Radio or at 1250 AM, the fan, thanks for tuning us in. You are catching us uh, on Twitter Spaces with Marzian. Have us up on Twitter Spaces. Uh, welcome in there. And if you are watching on the Odyssey Sports YouTube uh, channel as we live stream these post-game shows uh, as well for the Green Morning Podcast, thanks for tuning in uh, as well. It's like the old school days of me doing post-game shows again, uh, except this time uh, kind of in podcast form. So again, 121.99. Normally, I always kind of start, uh, and I, I'm not going to start this time with my emotions. I feel like Marzian. Uh, is more than capable of, of starting the rant tonight. Uh, so, Nathan Marzian, with that, after you, my friend. <clears throat> yeah, just an infuriating game. Uh, you know, they couldn't get any stops. They, they you know, stayed in it for a while, but they just never could make any real ground up because, yeah, they, they couldn't stop anything. The Heat made a ton of threes. Um, you know, in the first half, offensive rebounding, we were allowing a bunch of offensive rebounds. Didn't get to the line. Um, and yeah, they just, you're not going to win when, you know, you're giving up as many, um, points as, as they did. And you're not going to win when you just can't get stops and Giannis is going to help, you know, I'm, I'm assuming Giannis is going to be back in game four. Um, he will help a lot of this, you know, we're going to obviously get to the line a lot more with him. I think he unlocks a lot of what you can do defensively, but you know, the concerning thing is the the shooting for Miami third straight game that they're just red hot from three. And for a team that was 27th and three point percentage in the regular season, it's just, um, you know, it's concerning that they've now done this three games in a row. You know, Giannis coming back doesn't automatically make them shoot worse. Um, so, yeah, that's it. It's definitely a, uh, you know, a bad, bad loss, something that you know, without Giannis, it makes a little bit of sense losing this game, but you don't want to lose by as much as they did. And, you know, I still expected them to win this game even without Giannis because, you know, we, we just have a better team than the Heat do without him. But, yeah, they, um, you know, the, and sometimes you have to credit the Heat too. They, I know everyone wants to look at all the Bucks suck and all that, but the, the Heat did, they played well. They offensively, they just hit a lot of shots. And so you do have to credit them. I thought defensively they played pretty well as well. So, got to give some credit to the Heat, but yeah, the Bucks definitely, you know, did not play well and eighteen turnovers as well. And again, it just felt like you know they could never get over that you know ten to ten to thirteen to fifteen point hump. 
the whole second half, basically the two and a half quarters, they just could not get over that hump because of either turnovers or just not getting stops. You done? Yes. Brooke Lopez sucked. Let's start there. Awful. Embarrassing. I mean, it was absolutely embarrassing. I don't know if he was hanging out at his house in Disney World too long on the off days or he was thinking about something else. Maybe he's got some stuff going on off the court that's distracting him. That was the worst I've seen Brooke Lopez look in a long, long time. Not knowing where to be defensively, not paying attention when balls are coming his way on passes, no factor at all on the defensive side of the floor at all. He was horrible. I mean, I, I don't know any other way to sugarcoat it. He was horrible. And you heard him on TV talking about how if they were going to win this game, Brooke Lopez was going to have to have probably a big game. Stephen A. Smith was talking about in pregame, like this will be the Brooke Lopez big game. And it was the exact opposite. He was horrible. That's my first guy I want to yell at. My second guy I want to yell at is Bud. Like, dude, your team looked unprepared as all get out. Now, I'm not going to yell at Bud because they looked like they were going through the motions and they didn't look like they had enough energy. Like, each dude has to get themselves up to play, right? That's not going to be on Bud. But when I'm watching at the in the first half, in the second quarter, Holiday, down, no pass, shot. Holiday, down, no pass, shot. Middleton, down, no pass, shot. Possession after possession after possession. And at halftime, I tweeted out, like, their half-court offense was non-existent. It just was horrible. They weren't moving the ball. They weren't doing anything. They had, what, three assists in the first half? That's trash. Like, that's not how you win with this Bucks basketball team. You don't have guys good enough to play one-on-one basketball. If you've got three Kevin Durants, by all means, go play one-on-one. But you don't have that. You got good players in Holiday Middleton. Yes, all-star type players, sure, but not enough to do that. So that's number two for me. Number three, Giannis is sitting over there on the sidelines, right? And you see at least one camera shot that I noticed where he's talking to Holiday in a, a timeout or whatever else, patting him on the butt. Where was the passion from the guys that were actually playing the stupid game? Where was Middleton letting his guys have it about not playing defense or getting them riled up to go? Holiday's a quiet dude, so it is what it is. That's like trying to tell Michael Red to have some emotion. Like, it's not going to happen. So I, I understand that. I don't expect Drew Holiday to do anything. But Middleton does have some fire, has shown that grip before, and could be that guy. Bobby Portis is another one. In foul trouble, trying to figure out how to play. Another non-factor in the game today. So both of your bigs and Portis and Brooke Lopez killed you. Absolutely killed you in this basketball game. Unacceptable. Like, you could talk about them shooting an ungodly great amount from three. And by all means, I never thought in my wildest dreams there'd be three. After game one, I said, maybe one more time this happens and that'll be it. You're not going to have it more than that. And like Marzian pointed out, We've now seen it three straight games. So now this is the deal. Bud, are we going to respect the three and change how we're playing? Or are we going to continue to play the same way we've been playing defense? Now there's got to be some more adjustments here. And Bucks fans on Twitter going into halftime going, well, we know he's not going to make any adjustments in game because that normally never happens. Then they really didn't. And then you come out in the second half, you're turning over the ball, making dumb passes, looking unorganized and horrible again to start the second half. I mean, it was a horrible basketball game by the Milwaukee Bucks. It was horrible. If that would have been a regular season game, 
They should have been chastised for how bad they looked. Do you want to know who should be chastised more than the Milwaukee Bucks? You fans on social media deserve to be more chastised more than the damn Bucks team that played out there. Some of you ought to be ashamed of your damn selves. You watched this team win a championship just a couple of years ago with damn near the same basketball team, right? The best player in the league in Giannis, at least in my opinion, you may disagree, but in my opinion, he's the best damn player in the league. I don't disagree. They should have won the game without Giannis. I said it earlier when they said he was out. I was like, that's fine. I don't want him playing anyhow. They should be able to beat him without. Some of you all tweeting at me, oh, season's over. Trade Middleton. Let's see if we can get Jalen Brown. Do this. Everybody wanted to blow this team up and start over because everybody thinks the series is over. The series isn't over. The series is the farthest thing from being over. Okay? You can be mad and you can criticize stuff happening in the game. But for some of you just to give up and say the series is over because they're down two games to one to the Miami Heat. That's loser stuff, man. You're acting like a bunch of damn losers. Like you've watched a Bucks team suck for 15 years and they're going to let you down again. That's not what we have. This is a team that just won a championship. And they would have won another one last year had Milton not been hurt. And y'all are acting like y'all have watched horrible basketball for the last 15 or 20 years. Stop. You're embarrassing yourselves. You're looking like a bunch of children. Pisses me off. Like, I went through all of this crap with a majority of you doing post-game shows for all those years on the fan. And we acted like you acted tonight, like a bunch of children. Why? Because we didn't know how to win. Didn't know how to win. We never expected to win a championship. We never thought we'd have a Giannis. So we overreacted to every little damn thing. Now you won a championship, you got the greatest damn player in the world, and you're still acting like it's like, I don't know, 2006 or something. Stop! Stupidity is what we're showing ourselves right now. Knock it off. If I had a radio show, I'd be doing the same damn thing right now. Just pisses me off. I've had my fill. I've sat here. I've been calm. I've been chilled. I've let Marzian be the emotional one. But tonight, that's it. Some of the crap that I saw on, on Twitter tonight, again, hey. you'll be embarrassed with yourself. You, Yeah, I, I just kind of stay away. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply from you know going on Twitter too much after these games because you can be you have every right to be and, and you are and I, you we both are you have every right to be very upset about this game you have every right to call them out for playing like shit um excuse my language but like you have every right to do that nobody's saying that like oh it's perfectly fine that they lost this game it's you know we're, we're it, like nobody's happy losing this game nobody's happy that they looked this bad but 
you can be mad that they lost this game and also say, hey, you know, I still think this series, you know, it's not over by any means. We're still, you know, if we get Giannis back, we're going to be probably fine. And, you know, again, even without Giannis, and I know they looked like crap tonight, even without Giannis, they still have a chance in this series. Like, it, to act like this is, you know, well, we're done or, you know, the Bucks are in some in huge trouble is pretty ridiculous. We've seen them come back from 2-0 down against teams much better than the Heat. And so being down 2-1 is, you know, again, not the end of the world. Um, I'll give but, you some therapy. I'll give you some therapy, Bucks fans. For those of you watching on YouTube right now on the Odyssey Sports page, or for those of you that are going to watch this later, when you listen to the podcast and you see the video, pay attention to what I got on. I got a Brewer hat on. See that right there, Brewer hat? I got my Brewer jacket on. Want to know why? Because while the Bucks sucked, I was flipping over and watching the Brewers and Red Sox game, hoping the Brewers could figure out a way to win that game. And they did. I'm chairing my couch. Roddy, tell us the home run. There you go. Come on, figure it out. That's how you make yourself feel better. You got another good team right here in town playing Major League Baseball. So if you were depressed watching this crap, you could be happy watching your baseball team play well. Settle down. It's not the end of the world. Kiss your kids. Kiss your girl. Be happy about life. Have a shot of something of your favorite liquor and call it a night. Go to bed. Get up tomorrow and move on with your life. Monday night, they play at 630. TNT, here we go again. We're the first game of the doubleheader. Nathan and myself, we'll be right back here on Monday night. Win or lose, going to be right here talking to y'all. If y'all act like this again on Monday night, I'm going to lose my damn mind. Go. I mean, if if they if they lose Monday night, it's much more justified because at that point you're down three one, and you know the series is in real jeopardy. Uh, right now, it's just it's just like okay, this series is closer to fifty fifty. You know, obviously, than it was when when this series started. But this this is by no means oh the Bucks all of a sudden have you know a ten percent chance to win this series as it seems people are are treating it like. Um, you know, Butler's was, hurt. Oladipo's done. Like he ain't playing. He's yeah. done. You saw that. That was a that was a non-contact injury with that left knee. So he's done. He ain't coming back. Jimmy Butler's banged up and hurt. Who knows if he'll be able to play Monday night? And to be honest with you, if I'm the Miami Heat, I don't know. I mean, if I can have him ready for Wednesday in Milwaukee, I don't know if I'm rushing him back to play on Monday night in Miami. Maybe you are. Maybe you don't think you can win two out of three in Milwaukee. But you've already won one game in Milwaukee if I'm the Heat. So why am I going to try and rush Jimmy Butler back and possibly make his injury worse if I'm the Heat? You know what I mean? So they may sit Jimmy Butler and get, have him ready for the last three games of the series. Who knows? Again, that's something else to look at as a Bucs fan and go, they're without Tyler Hero, they're without Oladipo now, and they may be without Jimmy Butler for the next game. Positives that you can look at and grasp at if you need something to make yourself feel better as a Bucs fan. And, and I mean, the, the biggest thing to make yourself feel better is just, okay, I mean, we didn't have Giannis. If, if this was happening with Giannis, it'd be much more concerning. It'd be much more alarming. Um, and again, I'm not saying that, you know, Giannis coming back fixes everything. I'm not saying that they shouldn't still beat this team without Giannis. You know, they are better than the Heat are when you take away Giannis still. But, you know, I, I think it's fair to expect, you know, that games like this can happen when you lose your best player. It just everything's a little bit thrown off and you know, you're, you're putting the ball in the hands of guys that are just not as trustworthy as the best player in the world. Like it's pretty simple. And defensively, I think Giannis again, solves a ton. I think hopefully they'll put him on Jimmy because that seems to be the best answer. You know, the only answer to what Jimmy's been doing. 
um, is is having someone like Giannis being able to guard him because it doesn't seem like anyone else consistently can. They haven't really played Middleton on him a whole bunch. They want to yeah, run Drew Holiday at him time and time again and let Drew try and deal with him, but they really it's, haven't let Middleton really go at him for any type of long distance. I don't I don't know if I trust Middleton to be able to do that, but I mean maybe I don't know. I he's been okay may, i think defensively but drew has been fine defensively he's just small like yes he can play, he can play great defense but jimmy can still score over him which correct is, you know it's not drew's fault it's just he's okay he's smaller um but yeah i think i think if you if you get Giannis back and you put him on jimmy and again the free throw st- like the bucks are going to get so many more free throws when Giannis is in the game not only just him but then getting into the bonus getting other guys free throws and all that like that's going to change a ton and just again offensively and defensively he has such a huge impact as everyone knows i want to go back to what you said about the ball movement stuff the first quarter was so frustrating because and it continued you know throughout it wasn't it wasn't as bad as it was in the first quarter but they yeah the they went away from it after it worked so well in game 2 moving the ball getting threes and they come out and and it's like after those those last like six minutes of the first quarter when they went on that horrible stretch and Miami went on like a 14-0 run my god I mean it's just like what are we doing offensively it's you know they're, they're not they're not moving the ball they're not getting good looks they're just it didn't make any sense and I I just I can't wrap my mind around it it doesn't make any sense why you would why and they, they've done this in the regular season too it seems like they just randomly go from moving the ball and playing well to all of a sudden you're not moving the ball and you're not playing well and it's like hey let's Let's do the thing that you know helps you play well. Like it's not that hard to understand. It's not that that complicated. You know, move the ball, get good looks, and and good things will happen. Um, are you more concerned? I want to ask you: Are you more concerned about the offense or the defense? Well, the defense. You got to be yeah. able to get rebounds. I mean, you cannot allow them to get every rebound every time you take a shot. I mean, you you can't offensive rebound. You're in trouble. I'm sorry for not knowing this. Mars Leonard active. Was he on the active roster tonight? Was he suited up? Yeah. Then why didn't he play? Brooke Lopez was awful. Why didn't you just put him out there and see if he could Myers do Leonard something sucks, at this point over Brooke Lopez? Bobby Portis was in foul trouble. That was one big. The other big was God awful. Didn't know when the pass was coming. Didn't know where he was supposed to be on defense. Running the wrong way. He was awful. He, his head was clearly not in the game. Why not just play him? Who gives a damn? He's got six fouls. If Jimmy goes up, hit him. Whoever goes up, hit him. Use all six fouls. Play physical. Do something. Like, at at some point, you've got to say, this ain't working. Like, you've seen it before, right, in the regular season. Not with Bud, necessarily. But with some coaches, where you get off to a horrible start, and they pull all five starters. Whoop, line change. All five reserves go in. Y'all don't want to let them play? Then sit on the bench and watch, and let's see if our bench guys want to play. That's what they should have done with Brooke. Like, it was – I'm – I'm beyond mad. And I love Brooke, and he is instrumental to them winning a championship. Like, he has to play at a high level. Because if he doesn't, you see what happened tonight. You can't have that again. And again, they don't... Adebayo tries to be a big, but he's not really a big. He should own this. And yes, was Miami collapsing inside? Absolutely. They were collapsing inside. And then the, here's the other one that I love, Marzian. It was like they couldn't see there were two guys defending somebody in the post. Ah, oh, hell with it. I'll yeah. just throw it over there and see what happens. 
What the hell are we doing? If I yeah. could see it on TV in Oak Creek and Marzion could see it wherever the hell Marzion lives, then you're telling me that Middleton and Holiday couldn't see as they were dropping the ball into the post that there were two guys covering a guy and then it gets tipped out, turned over, and away we go back to the other side. That's yeah, there, there were two of those. I want to say it was to start back to the, back. Yeah, to start the second half, I want to say. Um, there were two of those where one of them was Grayson trying to get it to Chris. And then the other one was either Drew or Chris trying to get it to Brooke. And yeah, it's like, oh, there, there's two guys down there. You know, you, you, and I don't know. It's like, it's almost like they, you know, at halftime, we're like, okay, we got to get the ball into the post more. But it's like, okay, that doesn't mean you should just throw it in there regardless of, you know, who's, what the defense looks like. Like, I, it, it's like you should try to generate looks in the post, but that doesn't mean like forcing it in there. You know, again, if there's multiple guys down there, like, okay, stop. Um, yeah, it just it was dumb. I the one play that honestly made me the most upset about uh, of any play the entire game was they got it to nine, uh, late second, like a minute left, and Crowder has a he's been wide awful. open wide open five foot shot. It, it, he it was a I mean and, and even if he didn't want to shoot it, he could have dumped it off to Brooke. You know you had Brooke there, you had Crowder with the ball, and one guy standing there. So it was either a wide open look for Crowder from five feet that I could have made, or you dump it off to Brooke and he's going to score and he misses it. And they go down and hit a three. And just like that, it's 12 instead of seven. I was, I, I was so mad. I mean, I, I didn't, I was going to like throw something. Cause I just, I, I couldn't control myself at that point. I was so mad, but that it, it, they just, they, he's like not helped them at all. I mean, as excited no. as we all were to get Jay Crowder, he has not done a jack crap for three no. games. He hasn't. He has not been effective at all. Not at all. Javon Carter, he had a bunch of open looks. He didn't do anything. Connaughton hit a couple. Okay, fine, I guess. But again, he wasn't super effective. I mean, you saw the bench points at halftime. What was it, like 26 to 8 or something stupid like that for the heat over the Bucs at halftime? I mean, you've got to get more than what you're getting right now. You just do. Joe Ingles can't defend anybody. We already knew that going in, that he's going to have to hit threes in order to be effective on the floor and, and that's got to happen right so he's got to continue to hit those threes for him to justify staying out there the problem is the other option is Crowder and he, he's not doing anything he's not defending he's not hitting shots nothing what What are your thoughts on the um you know going over versus going under on Jimmy Butler because I know he, he shot lights out he's been shooting well in the series I don't give a damn I, I'm not going over Nope. Yeah, to me, yeah. See, that's that's. that's I'm playing thing. under. Go ahead. If you keep hitting threes, I'll live with it. But odds are, you're that's going to stop. But I thought they'd stop hitting threes in the second half. I tweeted out yeah. like, "I call me stupid. This won't last another half," and it lasted another half. But I, you know, I understand it's it's frustrating to watch them, you know, do the same thing with him, and and you know, you go under and he hits a three, and you know, I want to see them try to close out better. You know, try to at least give some type of contest, even if you do go under, like he's not, he's not launching immediately when you go under the screen, he kind of right. takes his time. It's not some, it's not some, you know, quick, sharp shooting guy. So I want to still see them attack, you know, the closeout better. But the, the thing is, I mean, if you go over, I just feel like the chance of him either getting fouled or getting a mid range shot and, you know, an easy, easier, you know, an easy shot that he's probably going to make the chance of him essentially scoring to me is better than the chance of him scoring on an open three. And I don't care if he makes four in a row. I don't care. Like the chance is not as good. And if, and if he can continue to do that, and if he can continue to hit those threes, you tip your cap and say, okay, but at some point you, you have to, 
you know, you got to choose what you want to give up. And I'm giving that up with, with him specifically. I'm giving that up over, you know, again, going over the screen and whatever happens there. I just, I, and I don't know. I feel like sometimes people can't grasp that. They feel like, oh, he's hitting his threes. So you have to just go over and take that away. But it's like that opens other things up. Like it, it, it's a it's a game of what do you want to do and what do you want to give up and what are you comfortable giving up. Um, I don't know, man. The, th- the shooting just. It, Duncan Robinson hit threes. And he hits threes, but he's, I mean, for this season, he hasn't been good. And No, he's not been good at all. No, not at all. Like he's a good shooter, but this season, no. And yeah, I, I don't know, man. The Jimmy Butler ones were made me more mad because I know he's not a good shooter. Um Duncan at least historically has a good shooter and he can get hot. But and Kyle Lowry's old butt. Kevin yeah. Love's old butt. I mean, the geriatrics on that team are playing well. Jimmy Butler goading Drew Holiday in to jumping up into the air on a three and then jumping into him and getting the foul call. Kyle Lowry literally driving and stops. And Ingles crashes into the back of, back of him and he shoots a shot up and he hits it. Like their vets are playing with more smarts and trying to figure out how to play the game than the Bucks vets are. They're playing smarter and knowing how to play the game than the Bucks vets were. The Bucks vets look like their heads were in the clouds. Miami's vets were like, we're going to figure out how to get these guys in foul trouble and make baskets. They were playing the the savvy vet games and the Bucks, they weren't. And not only were they not playing it, you didn't see any emotion as they were getting their asses kicked up and down the floor for four quarters. Like none. There was not a, there was not, you know, sometimes you watch a game and you're like, that dude's sick and tired of it. And that's why you just clobbered that guy. Sometimes that happens, right? Or sometimes you're watching a baseball game and a guy gets drilled and you're like, that pitcher's sick of getting home runs hit off of him in this game. And he's had it and he did something. None of that. You didn't get any of that. That's the thing that pisses me off is as a fan base, we're watching and like, dude, come on, man. Show some fire. Give me something. Nothing other than Bud losing his mind over a a missed kick ball and going haywire when the game was over already. Outside of that, what else did you have really at this point? So now you get a night at South Beach tonight. And if you're Bucks fans and you see him out at the clubs, don't freak out because you might. Then they're going to go tomorrow, have a walkthrough, whatever the case may be. And then they're going to go and play on Monday. And we're going to see the energy that they come out with. And everybody thinks Giannis is being sad because they thought they could win this game. That's why I would have sat him. But is that really the reason? Or is he truly still in a bunch of pain? Now, again, watching on the, I mean, watching on TV, didn't look like he was grimacing, really, going up and down. But the camera wasn't on the whole game. So I have no idea if he could have played or not. But if he can play, he's going to play on Monday. Yeah, we're going to find out. You know, we're going to find out just how, you know, bad it is. If he doesn't play, then you know for sure, like, okay, this is actually a, a really, really serious injury um, if he's not able to play when they're down 2-1. I fully expect him to play. And, yeah, I I mean, this game was just – it was – it was like I said, it was, the, it was one of the more infuriating games, and I thought there were several times where – you know, we could have gotten right into this game. We were, we were, we hovered right around that 12 to 16 point kind of like in there for a long time. And it was like, 
if they can just their offense was kind of keeping up for for a little bit and it was like if they can just get some stops they can cut this thing to like six and then all of a sudden you got a game going in the fourth and they just could not get the stops and there were several times where you know guys get lost on a three late in the shot clock and those ones always kill you and just yeah it I don't know what how are you feeling like what would your percent confidence be that they win this series now 100 percent okay you can't say 100 percent. i just did 100 percent okay they're not I mean, losing I'll, this series y'all it's just not that, happening just, just because you don't think they're gonna lose doesn't mean it's 100 percent. no they're not i know i have not and i don't have any doubt in my mind they're 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 gonna lose it they're they're, they're gonna win this series. not a doubt in my mind not worried in the least bit not concerned at all okay i will sleep I, fine tonight i'll sleep fine tomorrow i, th- I have no concern none like, they're the better team. There's no question they're the better team. Has Spolster and the Heat had the Bucks numbers in the past? Yes. Did we know that coming into the series? Yes. Are we surprised they won a couple of games in the series? Not really. Man, you knew it was a possibility they might win a couple of games. You knew it was, it could happen. Are you mad about how they've lost the games? Probably. This one more than game one. This one has me angry more than game one did. Like game one was like, okay, fine. They were unconscious. That's not going to last. But now it has for three games. So now you have to do something. Like, what's the answer going to be? I, I don't, I'm not bud. I don't know what his answer is going to be, but they, they better figure out something to chase these guys off the three-point line. That, that, that has to happen. And I know it's a green and growing podcast, but I got to make this quick little uh, pitch for myself uh, coming up. Uh, Packers fans, I know you're listening. Odyssey is doing something special for this year's NFL draft coming up on Thursday. Brian Baldinger and Jason LaConfora are hosting the 2023 Odyssey draft show. Join them on the first night of the draft. So they talk with local experts from Odyssey podcasts from across the country. I'll be joining them to give them instant reaction analysis after the Packers pick. Cause we do the Curtin long podcast, Ryan Horvath and myself leading up to the draft. Check out Baldy's podcast in the huddle for his expert prospect breakdowns. Draft show starts this Thursday night at 6 PM central. Listen on the free Odyssey app and watch on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page where you are currently probably watching us on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page for Green and Growing as we live stream this bad boy uh, right now. All right. So, Marzian, I always call you Bucks Superfan. What's your percentage that they win the series? Um, I would say somewhere between 65, 70%. I'll say 70%. 70%. Yeah, compared to where you were coming into the series, you know, it's a lot lower. Like, I would have been, I'm 98% sure they win it going into the series. But now it's like, you know, the problem here is you're down 2-1. And with the way the NBA is, you know, at any point, and, and they've done it now three games in a row, but at any point, a team can just have a hot shooting night. And, you know, regardless of who's playing for the Bucks and regardless of how well they play, it's like a team can just get hot and beat you. And so it's not a position you want to be in where, you know, the margin for error continuously kind of decreases. Like they don't have as much now as they obviously did at the start of the series. Um, so that's where it is. If, if they win on Monday, it, you know, it goes up a lot because I just, I'm very confident they'll be able to win two out of three at the end of the series with two out two of them at home. And just, you know, I, I trust our guys. If, if, if Giannis is back, I trust our guys. I trust that, you know, they have that, I guess, championship you know the pedigree the championship you know they're they're not going to just lie down they're not going to they're going to have an answer somewhere and you know I'm, I'm expecting to come in game four i'm expecting it to come basically for the rest of the series like they will have an answer and 
I don't know. I, I still very much think they win the series, but it's like, it's, it's definitely got to be lower than it was before. And even cause you don't, you also just don't know for sure that Giannis is coming back. We all kind of expect it, but who knows, maybe he doesn't come back for right. four and all of a sudden you're like, crap, you know, this is in serious jeopardy of falling down three, one. And again, at that point, do I believe the Bucks could win three in a row if they even fall down three, one? Absolutely. You know, but you don't want to be a position where you can't lose one. You have to win all three because it's just in the NBA today. That's that's not super likely given where like the shooting variances and everything. It's it's just not a position you want to be in. Um, well, wasn't super likely that a team ranked 27th in the NBA from three would be averaging like 60 percent from three at this point through three games. That also wasn't very likely, Marzian. No, I, but I'm just saying that. I mean, I'm I'm saying it. In a bad way, I'm saying it's not super likely that you know the the Bucks would win that series, winning three in a row. I just I if they lose on Monday, all of a sudden my percentage goes to probably flips the other way, thirty. You know where I'm like I I think they can win three in a row, but I wouldn't bet I wouldn't bet on it. I would pick the Heat all of a sudden in the series. Um, I thought it was dumb that people and and this is why you know I think some people might think oh well. You're you're only you're, like we're not we're not saying the series is over and we both agree that it's not even close to over and that we're still fine. And I know some people might think like, oh, you're only saying you know you're saying this after the game, but before the game you might have been more concerned thinking about the possibility of loss. There was people on Twitter that were saying this was a must-win game before the game, and I'm like, that is absolutely insane. Like even if they lose. I think we're still okay. You know, I think we're still going to win the series. Like, how can you possibly think it's a must-win game? Um, Monday is a little bit more of a must-win. I still, I still wouldn't consider it a, an absolute must-win, but it's it's much much. You know, it, it's very close to a must-win. I just couldn't believe people. I I said it before the game. Like, I, we'll be okay if we lose this game. Like, I they. And I'm not I'm not I'm gonna, changing that after we after what we saw. I'm gonna tell you right now. If Giannis is not playing Monday, and Brooke Lopez plays like how he played. They're going to lose on Monday. There's no doubt. They're going to lose on Monday. If Brooke Lopez doesn't get his head out of the clouds and play better on Monday, they're going to lose on Monday without Giannis. Now, if Giannis yeah. plays, you could probably overcome that. But he must play better. And Bobby Portis can't get in foul trouble, and he's got to play better too. I mean, a lot of these guys got to play better. But Brooke Lopez is the number one guy because this yeah. is a series where it should be about Brooke Lopez doing his thing inside. And – Spolster said, you ain't doing anything against us, so we're just going to collapse and do what we can uh, to try and slow that down. And then you're making careless, dumb passes inside, turning over the ball on the baseline, making dumb passes. And it wasn't one guy. There were several guys making stupid <coughs> passes. And again, it goes back to that whole energy, focus, being prepared. Like, okay, so you start the game. You see what they're doing. What's your counter? Like, what is it counter... Okay, one guy dribble down and jack up a three and we'll come back and play defense because that's kind of what it felt like. Well, they're not going to let us do anything inside. They're going to collapse. So we're just going to shoot as many threes as possible and see what happens. Man, come on. It, so I, it, we'll see. It's definitely, I mean, tonight's game is on mainly. Now, obviously, there's blame to go around, but the main guys are Brooke and a lot of the bench guys. You know, you. And besides Pat, Pat was a positive. I thought, you know, that's one good thing to take away from this game is that Pat continued to shoot the ball well. I thought he was good. Um, but Chris was fine. Like, he, like you know, you look at what he, what he gave you, 23.6 assists, 8 of 14 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3. Uh, 
and and Drew wasn't horrible. You know, I, I think Drew was okay offensively. Well, how many turnovers did he have? Drew had five. Chris had five. I was gonna say those were the those were the only thing that okay. You know, you, you can't turn the ball over that much, but like scoring wise and everything, I thought they were those guys were not like bad tonight in my opinion. I didn't think Chris was bad. I didn't think Drew was bad. Um, but the the guys that were like legitimately really bad were Brooke and then largely the bench. I I don't know. Grayson was okay. okay. He shot he shot well. Um, Bobby was bad and Brooke was bad. And Eli J on YouTube uh, says, "Is it just me or are Bud's rotations terrible?" Marzian. Um. I mean, I I didn't think the rotations. I didn't have a huge problem with many of the rotations tonight. Did you? It's pretty much the same thing he's been doing. He yeah, really I mean, didn't it, change much of anything, to be honest with you. Everybody pretty much did the same thing they've been doing. Whenever Giannis has him played, what you saw tonight of how far as minutes played and when he brought guys in is pretty much what you've seen throughout. I mean, now, what did you want? Like, what do people want differently is what I want to know. Well, like, I, I, the only guy I said was, once I saw Brooke Lopez wasn't going to play, I wanted Myers Leonard and his six fouls. Give me all of them. Anybody that goes but, to the rim, hammer them. Take all I six fouls. We're going to use all of them. I don't give a damn. But I'm not going to sit here with I got a seven footer sitting on the bench. The seven footer I have out there at that point is playing like he's five foot ten. Give me a seven footer that's going to play like he's a damn seven footer and put him out there and see what happens. Again, you had no choice. You were down 15. You were down 18. You couldn't get over the hump. So I know I'm going to just keep running my head into the wall and do the same damn thing that didn't allow us to get over the hump the entire night. Like, what could it possibly have hurt at this point? You weren't stopping him from shooting the three at all. You couldn't grab an offensive rebound. Brooke clearly was not in the game. So why not put your other center in? I don't care if he hasn't played in 12 years. Put him in and see what he can do. And you know what? If he stinks, okay, then pull him back out. Put Brooke back in. But try it. What do you have to lose? It's a damn playoffs at this point. So I don't know. Uh, Eli also says if Giannis comes back, he puts their percentage chances of winning the series at 95%. It's fine. Fair enough. I, I got no and, I mean, and, and, and that's the thing is, I, I don't know. I feel like most people are like, everyone's freaking out. But most people are like, oh, if Giannis comes back, we'll be fine. And most people are expecting him to come back. So then why aren't you thinking we're fine? Because if we expect Giannis to come back, and you believe that with Giannis back, we'll be okay, then what are we really like that worried about? No, again, you have every right to be very upset about this game. You have every right to like, just be, you know, a little bit concerned, a little bit like, ah, damn, we're down 2-1. Like, again, the margin for error is lower. It's not a position you want to be in. But like you said, I just, I stay off Twitter a lot because, you know, after these type of games, because the overacting game by game is just insane. You know, you can you can you can be upset about a, a performance and about a game without being like the season's done. We're screwed. Everything's falling apart. You know, life is ending. Um, if they lose Monday, a little bit more reason to be like that. You know, but I, I just I it can't get my head around it when you're only down two one and we've seen them come back against far better teams with down two zero. More on YouTube. E Love Eleven says, "Why is it that every team against the Bucks has career highs in three point makes?" I don't know. They actually, they, they did a good job in the regular season of changing that. And when you look at, they, they were like 19th in threes made allowed, I think, in the season compared to being number one in that 
20 and like every other year under bud it was like they were number one always in threes allowed right they did better in the regular season i do wonder if you know yes that was their that they wanted to change that throughout the regular season and then they came into this series looking at it and saying okay miami's not a good three-point shooting team we're gonna go back to allowing those a little bit more but now you got to change it up again because obviously it's not working like i don't i don't blame them for going into the series with the strategy of allowing threes agreed because like like there's nothing wrong with that but you do have to change it once it's not working and i don't even i don't even blame them for after game one still kind of having that because you don't like after one game of the heat shooting well you're not going to just believe that oh this all of a sudden means they're going to shoot well the whole series like if you still want to try that in the start of game two that's fine but again now it's been three games I do think game twos was a little, uh, the numbers don't really reflect how it was because the Heat were, I think, 31% until the fourth quarter and the game was a blowout. And then in the fourth, they shot eight of 10. So again, maybe the Bucks looked at that and that's why they went into game three with this, with the game plan of to still allow them. They were saying, okay, game one was a fluke. Game two, they really weren't that good until garbage time. You know, we still don't believe they're that good of a three-point shooting team. So game three, we're going to go into it with this game plan. Now you, I don't know. There's not really an excuse for it now. Um, All right, got a tweet here. Mark tweets at Sparky Radio. Giannis covers up a lot of flaws. Agreed. Aaron Rodgers covers up a lot of flaws for the Packers. Superstars cover up a lot of flaws. I don't give a damn what sport you want to talk about. Maybe baseball is a little bit different because there's so many damn guys. So maybe baseball is different. But if you got a superstar quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, whoever, yeah, they're going to cover up flaws. No question. If you have a superstar basketball player, especially in basketball, when there's only five guys on the floor and a superstar can make such a big difference, yes, they're going to cover flaws. But do you want to know what the other thing is, Mark? The game plan's built around your superstar more times than not, right? You go in planning on playing with that guy. So then when you don't play with that guy and you got to go to plan B and you don't have that alpha anymore, to go take over a game when you have to have that guy, of course it's going to change. Yes, but that's anybody. If, if, I don't know, take Boston. If I go and say, okay, Jason Tatum, you're out. You're not playing the next series. Boston's chances of winning are going to go down, folks. Like It's going to happen. If I take Joker off of Denver, they're done. I don't care what you say. If I take Jokic off the floor and say, Nuggets, you don't have them next series, they're all done. They're going home. It's all done. All done. So the Bucs, I think, can still win the series without Giannis, right? But if they lose the series, and it would be 8-1 and ugly, if they lose the series without Giannis, then everybody's going to go, well, they didn't have Giannis, and they're going to give them the free pass. And I'm here to tell you right now, I'm not giving them a free pass if they lose this <clears throat> series without Giannis because they're no, a better team even without Giannis. Yeah, they if they lose without Giannis, if they lose the series – um. You know, again, even if like we'll assume if they lose a series, it probably means Giannis didn't come back or you know didn't play until whatever. I don't know. He he had, would have had to probably miss a couple more games. You know, is that a large reason why they would lose? Yes, but that doesn't mean it's like excuse. That doesn't mean oh, it doesn't matter that they lost. You know, you should still beat the Heat without Giannis. You absolutely should. There's no excuse to lose the series. If it was Boston or someone like that. And you didn't have Giannis. Okay, then that's that's a that's an excuse. You can excuse that and say right. the reason we lost is we didn't have Giannis. But yeah, this series, there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to win it without him. Um, and the bottom line is, if they do end up losing this series and Giannis doesn't come back, 
I guess that should be a sign that they probably weren't going to win it anyways, you know, because if you can't beat the Heat without, you know, again, the, they – We're going to win they, a championship, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I Sorry. I, I should say, yeah, if, it, it's a sign that they probably weren't going to win the title if – you know, regardless, if if outside of Giannis, your team isn't good enough to beat the Heat in an eight in a seven game series, then what are we really doing? Like it yep. probably we, they probably were never that legit. Zach on YouTube says Joe or Jay, I should say, has been useless. Well, his minutes be increased versus Boston, but can't even feel comfortable playing him right now. And remember, when they got Jay Crowder. I believe, Marzia, we talked about Crowder was for that Boston series because Grayson Allen's defense is so bad that Jay Crowder was specifically to come in to try and play defense against Tatum and Jalen Brown and help out Grayson Allen. But but to be honest, uh, he as we talked about earlier in this podcast, I mean, how good really is he defensively at this point of his career? Yeah, it's not looking good. Um you know, he's obviously not giving you much offensively and then defensively been very disappointing. If he's not able to, you know, figure it out, I would think that they'd have to go to Wes more. Yeah. Wes is missing yep. right now too, but I, you'd have to go to Wes. You'd have to try maybe, you know, they never want to do this, and I don't blame them because Giannis is such a good off-ball defender, and you also don't want to use a ton of his energy defensively, but you probably have to at some point try to just put Giannis on, you know, Tatum or whatever. And, you know, because, again, I, you have to do whatever it takes. You know, if you're you have to sacrifice something at some point, um, if, if you don't have a guy that can stop him outside of Giannis or stop wings outside of Giannis, you, you just have to like you can't just let them, you know, do whatever they want. And just to save Giannis for offense and to use them off ball. It's like, no, at some point you just have to. And it's the same with Jimmy Butler in this series. You can't just let him, you know, if Giannis is out there and nobody else seems to be able to guard him, you, you can't just let that happen. You have to just say, okay, you know, we're going to use a lot, little bit more energy from Giannis on the defensive end. We're not going to have him off the ball, but screw it. We have to do something to stop this. Um, and, you know, Giannis is the guy that, you know, you do trust that he can do that given his length and just how good he is defensively overall. So, yeah, it's very disappointing, though, because Crowder, that's what you wanted him for. That's what, you know, if, if, he, wa- if he is able to turn around, if he was able to really be – that good defensively, it would be a game changer, but so far it hasn't, hasn't panned out that way. And it's no. been disappointing. Ben on YouTube says, I understand the frustration. I was very uh, frustrated today, but I think we went fairly easily uh, with Giannis. Marziana, we're going to wrap up this Green and Growing. Thanks for tuning in on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Thanks for listening on Twitter Spaces. Don't forget, Green and Growing Podcast. Download it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. We're everywhere uh, you want us to be outside of being on the radio. That's where I would want to be with Nathan Marzian, but. We're not there yet. Maybe one day, though, Marzian and I will be on a radio station near you. Uh, Marzian, you had told me earlier off the air that you were going out if they won. That was happening. They lost. I want you to go out. If no. you're a friend, no, yes. I want you to go out, have a couple of beverages, blow a little steam off, right? Have a little fun. Just put this behind you. Relax. Tomorrow, I want you to chill out. Maybe grill some food outside. Relax a little bit. Get ready for your day job on Monday and be refreshed and ready to talk about a Bucks victory on Monday night. Don't let this eat you alive tonight, Marzian. You're I'm young. Not. You got a lot of going on. Go out and have some fun. I don't go out after Bucks losses, man. You I have don't do it. just I don't do and it. I break no. break the curse. Go no. out tonight and no, have no. a couple of beverages. I'm a Jack guy. Go, go have so... a Jack and Coke. 
I just feel number one. Number one, I feel like guilty. I feel like why guilty? Like, you why didn't play the game. Why am I having a good time right now when they lost? Like it doesn't feel right. That just feels wrong. And number two, they're gonna go out. To, no, hold on. Number two, I wouldn't even be able to have a good time because when they lose, it just. And again, I'm not. I, I'm very frustrated. I'm very upset. That doesn't mean I think they're gonna lose the series. But like, I still think they win the series. But I'm just. It hurts me. It it affects me that much that I just it prevents me from really being able to like have a super good time and like I'm just not happy. Like I don't want to go out when I'm not happy. I don't want to like I just let me just be sad, go to bed. You know, so what are you gonna do then? I watch. I'm gonna watch a movie. Um, I don't want to watch basketball right now. I would watch Grizzlies Lakers, but I don't really want to watch basketball. I'm gonna just watch a movie, do something, maybe eat some ice cream and uh, go to bed. You sound like a 45-year-old woman right now. Eat some I, ice cream and watch a movie and call it a night in my pajamas. All right, Mars. I, I, I want to quick ask, um, what would you grade Giannis Chris, or, uh, Drew Chris Brooke tonight, each one? Brooke, F. Okay. Easy. Horrible. F minus. Z. Pick a letter down the line. I, horrible. The Horrible. Should be embarrassed. Uh Holiday, I mean, I can't give those two guys A's. You each had five. No, you, no, they, they're definitely, you gave them they're 10 definitely turnovers. A's. You weren't, no. Yeah. no. Um, I don't know. Holiday and Middleton both like B minuses somewhere yeah, in that area. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, to me, yeah, Brooke was the main, you know, the biggest, uh, disappointment was, was him. I give him, you know, either D or F or whatever, failing grade. And then, yeah, Drew, I, I might go, I would, before I was saying, you know, Drew was fine, but now that I think about it, like he was four of four to start the game, and I think he ended up eight of eighteen. So he he really did struggle the last like three quarters, um, and the turnovers, yeah. So and his assists weren't there, and that some just comes with you know them not moving the ball as well. I'll give you another like, one. Yeah, Grayson Allen was feeling it from outside. Why do yeah. they just continue to feed that dude outside? Like, dude, just keep shooting the threes until you miss two or three in a row. Like, just one feed thing, him. One thing we didn't mention is that you know we talked about the ball movement stuff, but something that really reflected it was that. Uh, Drew in the first two games, he had 16 assists in game one and yep. 12 yep. in game two or one in game or 11 in game two. And tonight, I think he had zero at the half. They had three as a team at half. He ended up with three. And it's like that just that reflects it right there. Um, Drew, I'd probably give a a C now that I think about it. Because, yeah, I mean, the turnovers, not many assists, didn't didn't really shoot it well with the last three quarters. Um, so I'd have to probably go see. But Chris, I'd give – like again, I, I like I said before, I don't think Chris was bad tonight. I think yes, he turned the ball over a little bit too much. He wasn't fantastic, but I wouldn't, you know, I'm not I'm not sitting here going, Oh wow, Chris Middleton couldn't step up. Chris Middleton sucked, you know, he's a huge reason we lost. I I thought he was fine. I think I'd give him like a BB minus. Nathan Marzian, follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. Tell him to go out and have some beverages tonight instead of sitting at home like a 45-year-old lady in his pajamas watching a movie, eating some ice cream. What's your favorite time of ice cream, Marzian? Vanilla, straight vanilla. And you're so boring with even your ice cream choice. Golly, man. Hey, it's the classic. You can't beat the classics. Like, there's a reason it's... What? I was just going to say, like, with anything in life, you know, people get mad when you like the basic thing. Well, there's a reason it's basic. It's because it's good. There's a reason it's popular. It's because it's good. Vanilla ice cream is good. You know what I'm going to do? I got kids at home and everything. I, so I ain't going to. I'm going to Wendy's and I'm buying my, I'm getting myself a large chocolate frosty on the way home. 
So you're going to have your little ice cream. I'm going to go get my ass a large Frosty from Wendy's on the way home. And that's what I'm going to have to drown my sorrows. And then I'm going to watch the Cosby show. Uh, and because Cosby show makes me laugh. And I don't care about everything else that y'all are telling Hold me. On. Oh, so you can't watch so, the Cosby show anymore. Yes, I do. I watch it every night before I go to bed. It's my thing. What? Hold up. You're going to you're getting mad at me for wanting to just watch a movie. Or I'm old. My days are past me. I live vicariously through you young too. guys now, Marzian. I went out last night too and had a great time. You know, I was it, it was very fun, but that's because I had hope, excitement about this game. And now the game went bad. I just why would I want to go out? Why would I want to be happy right now? Are any of your friends out, or are they all sitting at home having ice cream and watching a movie too? No, some of them are out. You know, some are out of town. Some are out. I don't know. I'm fine, man. I don't. Why would I want to? I, I don't want to be bringing other people down because I'm upset about the game. I don't want to be like there are times in life oh. where for me, there are times in life where you just you should be sad. You know, you should be upset. You should you, you don't try to cheer yourself up. For me, that's when the Bucks lose. I'm like, OK, like that's that's how life works for me. The Bucks lose. Packers lose a conference championship game to the Seahawks. By all means, be angry <laughs> and sad. I get it, right? Niners run for like 5 million yards against you in a playoff game. Be mad and be sad. I understand the season's over. The season's not over. It's two games to one. There's a lot of time left. Like, if this was an elimination game and the Bucs just got beat by an eight seed, then I'd agree with you. Like, everybody should just be in mourning and misery the rest of the night. And a lot of series left. It's a Saturday night. Go have some fun, you young buck. Uh, Nathan Marzian, follow him on Twitter. Encourage the boy to go out and have a good time. I'll go out. I'll go out next weekend after hopefully this series is done for and we have beaten the Heat in six games. That would be good. At Nathan Marzian on Twitter, you can follow me at Sparky Radio. Thanks for tuning us in. Tell your friends, tell your family members, Green and Growing Podcast, download it. The more downloads we get, the better it is for us to keep this thing going. So make sure to download it uh, and listen. And uh, Odyssey Sports YouTube page, thanks for those of you watching. Thanks for the comments. Appreciate it. BK Badgers, one last comment. Great post-game show, guys. You guys deserve to be on the radio. Until then, I'll keep tuning in on YouTube. Bucks got this. Hang in there, boys. Giannis will be back. I agree. Have a good one, y'all. Toodles.